0: Came heaven came down
1: morning. Uh, Welcome to Deep Creek Baptist Church on a beautiful Sunday morning. Um, It's time we do our uh, anniversaries and birthdays. Uh, uh, Brian Odom has a birthday this this week. On the 28th, right Brian? (laughs) And uh,
0: the
1: what? Uh, Okay, Uh, well, um, I know that over on the other side of town that uh, they're tearing down some wisteria, so every one of us should be able to get a switch. Uh, I'm just. (laughs) Uh, And then on the 29th, uh, Lily and Lee Roberts have a birthday. Are there any other birthdays this week? Any anniversaries this week? All right, Uh, we're going to sing Happy Birthday, so Brian, just keep standing. (laughs) <laughs> All right. Day to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, God bless you. Happy birthday to you.
0: <laughs> if you please stand again and turn to 93.
1: Once again, good morning. Uh, It's time for our announcements and praises and prayer requests. Uh, Our Vacation Bible School is Friday and Saturday of this week. Um, It'll be 6 to 8 p.m. on Friday and 10 to 2 on uh, Saturday. Uh, This year's theme is Outlaws for God. Um, Immediately following the worship service, If you'll go in the fellowship hall, we're going to start decorating for uh, vacation Bible school, and there's going to be subs delivered. So um, stay and eat and help decorate the church. Uh, Any other announcements? Go ahead.
2: Hendrix Jeep on um, River, the Gerson Church Road over Freedom Park. James Sash South Advanced for Law Enforcement and uh, Military. And their thing was uh, 22 of those people take their lives every day. And I listened to a lot of the speakers talk about the military and the law enforcement talk about how uh, you know, they watch their brothers uh, take their own lives because of the things they went through in their career. And uh, I will tell you know, I have seen people try to take their lives, not just as a law enforcement officer, but uh, as a human being. Uh, I've seen people try to take it. So, uh, you know, they, they put an awareness out there for us. And uh, I will also tell you, as an instructor for law enforcement officers, I teach mental health, which I know nothing about. I don't know what my lesson kind of tells me, self-interest behavior and uh, uh, suicide prevention. I always just tell you to see something, say something, because uh, I'd rather get people to the help them need than, than get somebody to see them. But it was a really good ride. I wrote a lot of good motorcycle clubs yesterday, military and law enforcement. And a lot of chiefs were out there. There were probably one over a thousand people there yesterday. And uh, they had a, a field full of military law enforcement that taken their lives within the last year. So, uh, you know, I know we pray for them every Sunday on our, our prayer list. Uh, they're on our prayer list every Sunday, because we always, when we take up our blessings, uh, bucks the blessings in their had, we always say a prayer for their safety, but also pray for not just their physical safety, but their mental health safety, because so it's, it's a huge concern
1: you uh if you notice up here on the uh, in the front there's this bag up here that's got this full of red little pouches uh, everybody needs to get one um, they are you know we had the the c p r defibrillator class, and these are your personal little face mask to carry uh put them on your key ring uh they're not that big. Uh, and you can put it over somebody's mouth. It, it doesn't look like a face mask, but it shows you how to use it. Uh, in fact, Tina is going to come up here uh, and show us how to use it right quick, if you don't mind, Tina. She is our resident instructor. And uh, so please everybody get one or get a couple. Um, hook them on your key ring, that way you have them. Uh, Especially nowadays, you know, with people being worried about transferring germs from one person to another person, you know, Um, I know there's a couple of them here that told me that if I had to have it, that I was going to die, Um, because they weren't going to give me mouth to mouth, and I felt the same way. And I was telling them, "Thank you." Uh, So, uh, so this right here cures that problem.
2: Pinched her nose and everything to give them
1: mouth to mouth, and that way, if anything comes up, you won't be getting what they have in there. okay? Because so that kind of helps. I mean, yeah. see you also. But you can come up here and you can look at it and check it out. That way, you don't have to try to unpack it. Okay. Yep. Yep. What we'll do is, uh I'll get, uh, hey, Nate. Come get this bag this bag and take it back there at the back, please, sir. Thank you. I appreciate it, my brother. They don't get you're teenagers. They don't like being up here. I understand that. No, not not that. You need to take the bag back there and they can get them as they there. All right, praises and prayer requests. Or any other announcements. Go ahead James. mm mm-hmm. Mhm.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought I would, I had
2: different mixed emotions, but, but what I came out of that knowing was the
0: fact that you can take anybody to go see it,
1: it's a little comfortable seeing it. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead, Patrick. <laughs> In the world so. yeah the largest consumer yep. is the united States we have
0: slavery
1: right right yeah any other go ahead jason It grossed over $100 million this weekend. It's doing pretty good. John? Okay.
2: Just a couple of new to add on this. Karen, um, Karen Martin is not on the but she's under the
0: weather today, so right Frank and Karen. All right.
1: Any other? Go ahead, Jason. I'd like to ask for prayers for our uh, Okay. Jason? Okay. Any other? Any praises? Um, pray for Courtney. Um she's in the hospital so you had another bout with her Crohn's um they're going to give her an infusion either today or tomorrow and depending on which day it is she gets out the next day depending on how she does with it uh so uh that's the reason Sharon's not here today uh Sharon is with Izzy and so uh grandma and uh grandbaby is bonding and uh it's funny to watch, uh, cause uh, they talking to each other, and it one understands and the other one don't. <laughs> and I will let you figure out which one that one is. Uh, but uh, yeah, they're having they're having a good time. I think they're having a good time. Uh, now Sharon says that she's not cut out for little babies. Yeah, she said that's for somebody else. But we're dealing, we're doing. So. Keep her in your prayer. Go ahead, John. Right. Right. Any other? All right, let's go to Lord in prayer. Father God, we love you and we thank you for this day. And Lord, we come before you humbly but boldly. Lord, we ask you to... uh, Hear our prayer concern. Lord, we thank you for the things that you've done and the prayers that you've answered. Lord, we're on behalf of these that were mentioned today. Lord, we lift them up to you. You know each situation. We praise you for the work you're already doing. We praise you for the work that you're going to finish. Lord, we just love you. We ask you to bless our VBS, Lord. Uh, Let the kids grow and understand more about you and your kingdom. Lord, we just love you. We ask you to fill this building with your spirit uh, as we go forward, uh, Lord, and worship you with all of our hearts and our minds and our souls and our strength. Lord, let us just put away the cares of this world so that everything that's done here today will be honoring to you. Lord, I love you, and I ask it in Jesus' holy and precious name. Amen.
0: If you please stand to 68, our offertory hymn is Holy, Holy, Holy.
2: thank you for this day and everything that you do for us, thank you for this church. Thank you for the family that's here. Uh, we just love each other We love you. Thank you for every blessing that you give us that we don't deserve, Lord. Just use this money that you do Bring our military and our first responders our back home safely every day, Lord. Thank you for all they do for us. And just give Jerry the words, Lord, that somebody out there needs is starting to the
1: Well, once again, good morning, and uh, if you have your Bibles, if you will turn to the book of Hebrews. Um, If you're here today visiting, I hope that uh, you find something that that you're searching for here. Uh, We're glad to have you. Uh, We'll be in the second chapter of Hebrews. Uh, I had a conversation this week with some friends of mine, and um, I have friends that love the Lord, very friends who uh, think all of this is just a flat bunch of hogwash. And so, uh, it, was, it was on my heart, and, uh, and I got to reading and I got to studying, and it was on my heart that uh, there's things that we as Christians need to understand. I was originally going to preach on being doers of the Word, not just hearers of the Word. And... Uh, I kept, that was kind of what I was thinking, and I kept coming here and coming here. And and so the question that I want to ask my friend are in chapter 2, verse 1, and I'll go probably to verse 5. And so uh, with that it says, uh, Therefore we ought to give the more earnest heed miracles and gifts of the Holy Ghost according to his own will, for unto the angels hath he not put in subjection the world to come wherefore we speak. Let's pray. Father God, I love you. Lord, we thank you for this. I ask you, Lord, to, to let this message be very clear. Uh, and understanding, Lord, that, that we can't just put aside the word. We can't just put aside the actions on the cross. Lord, my question and the question today is, where will they escape to? Lord, I love you. I ask, Lord, that you allow me to decrease, you increase, so that your word may prevail. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Verse 2 is where it really hits the fan. It says, For if the word spoken by the angels was steadfast, then every transgression uh, and disobedience received a just recompense of reward. Think about that. Every word. How did Moses and them get the law? Through the angels and God himself on the mountain. How did uh, David and them receive it? That angels visited him. Remember when he was in the cave? An angel came and seen him. So God was sending him the law. The Old Testament points to the New Testament. The New Testament is the second phase if you would say into the salvation thing of world history. First phase was the old testament. How how did we what happens to us? (laughs) That's a text message. Uh, What happens to us is somebody received sin. Adam took the sin, him and Eve, we inherited it. It's like those of us that have brown eyes or those of us that have degenerative Hereditary diseases, it was passed down from our ancestors. Well, we inherited sin. And ever since, uh, let me, for those of you that are new here, my grandson got a hold of my phone and he put that dog for text messages and we can't get it off. So anytime the dog barks, it's a text message. They had a baby crying for the rarest, and I I figured out how to get it off. Uh, But anyway, so now that we, so when it barks, just know it's somebody sending a text message. Um, But where was I? Oh, anyway, we received our sin nature from, from Adam and Eve. And from that time forward, it was appointed for man to die. What happens to men when they die? They live X number of years. I think the Bible says it's appointed for a man to live 130 years and then he sleeps. Today most folks aren't making it that long. Why is that? Why is that? We have sin in our lives. And we have a tremendous amount of people who refuse to accept that there's only one way to heaven. Every time you turn the radio on or you turn the TV on or you hear this celebrity or that celebrity talking about uh, uh, all roads lead to God. No, they don't. They don't. And right here it tells you in in, in this first five verses of chapter 2 of Hebrews that there ain't but one way. And so in verse 3 it says, uh, How shall we escape if we neglect So great a salvation, which at the first began through the spoken by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by them that heard him. All right, so the angel spoke to build this church. I'm going to build my church in the hearts and minds of men. Where is the temple of God today? In the hearts and minds of men. When I used to teach youth, I used to ask them a question. Is there any language or any vocabulary that you use away from the church building that you wouldn't use in the church? And they all, yeah, sure. Well, you did it in the temple. No, yeah. The temple of God is in your heart. And that attitude and that vocabulary and those words are not just spoken in this building. This is just a brick and mortar building. The temple of God is in your heart. And so when whether adult, whether child, when we bring that rage and that bad vocabulary out, we're speaking it in the temple of God. We're speaking it in the temple of God. And so, this verse that we're in chapter 3, or verse 3, that should be very alarming to unbelievers who reject Christ. This should be the verse that they hear. And I've read it to my friends and told them to ponder it. How shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? How shall we escape? The verse gives the answer to skeptics who deny the inspiration of scriptures. You know, you have those who say that it was wise tale that that all the scriptures were God-breathed and they'll lump everything in this Covers of the Bible in the one book. No, it's 66 books contained and cohesively bound by for a cover. But the main thing you see is each one of them written over a period of thousands of years. Makes sense. Now it may not make sense to someone who does not have the Holy Spirit, because as we just sang in the song, you know, sinful man does not understand can't comprehend the glory of God. How do you understand the Word of God? is through the Holy Spirit, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. I heard a pastor say one time that he'd preached in this church for 25 years. And there was a gentleman there who sat on the front row. He was 97 years old. Been going to that church his whole life, ever since he was a kid. His mom and dad took him to the church. They had, a, they had a little revival, the man got saved, and the next morning he came in on Sunday and he was exuberant and sighting with joy. He said, Lord, Lord. He said, Pastor, somebody rewrote the Bible. I can understand it. He'd been sitting there for 97 years and couldn't understand the word of it. Because he wasn't indwelled with the Holy Spirit. These verses were given as an answer to skeptics who denied the inspiration of scripture. God breathed the scriptures. It says right here in verse 3, how if we neglect so great a salvation which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord, not only by God in the Old Testament, by the Lord Jesus in the New Testament, and was confirmed unto us by them who heard Him. We have the apostles who were eyewitnesses. Not just the ones that we see that wrote the books. But there was over 500 in some that seemed. And they were dispersed. (coughs) And they went across the then known world. Spreading the gospel. It's amazing when you really dig into this how it goes. It said the verse also allows for no other plan of salvation apart from the gospel of Jesus Christ. If we neglect so great a salvation, which at first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by them who heard him. We have eyewitnesses that tells us that Jesus Christ went to the cross. He committed no sin. He hung on that cross freely. He died. He was put in the grave. He stayed there three days. On the third day he arose. He was seen by his disciples. He was seen by over 500 people. And sporty some odd days after that, he ascended to heaven. Christ is alive. Christ was our substitution. When he hung on the cross, he died for Jerry's sins. He knew every sin that I would ever commit, and he died for that. Because he took away the sin of the world. Now. With that being said. You have to listen to him. Christ said I am the way the truth and the life. No one comes to the father except through me. So. Being a simplistic man. I'm going to explain this the best way I can. God almighty in his great. And infinite wisdom was sitting in heaven. He foretold that there would be a virgin birth. And so God sent the Spirit down, and we know Mary. Mary gave birth to Jesus, the Son of God. Jesus was 100% God, 100% human. He walked this earth for 30 some odd years. That was prophecy fulfilled. So in essence. What happened. Was the creator of the universe. Came down out of heaven. And put on his creation. Walked around for 30 some years. Died for his creation. So that he could redeem them to him. And ascended back to heaven. And sits on the throne. No other religion, cult, or anything on the face of this earth has the work been done for you. Christ did it all. He doesn't ask you to do anything except believe and have faith. Why is it so hard? Why? Because we were brought up in a society that we have to earn our way. And nobody accepts anything free Without wondering, all right, what's the motive? What's the punchline? What's what's the catch? There's gotta be some trick to it. Nobody just gives anything for free. Yet Christ died for us freely. And the only way that we can be justified and stand before him is through him. He is the redeemer of the world. Period. Buddha can't get you there. Zoyster can't get you there. Muhammad can't get you there. In fact, Muhammad said that he wasn't the way. There's only one way, and that's through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. By faith alone comes how? By those of us who are believers. Our job is to share the faith. Our job is to be doers of the word. Not just in sharing the gospel, but in all aspects of the world. We're to walk up to people that are struggling and pray for them. We're to walk up to people. If we have the means, we're to walk up to them and relieve their suffering. If we have the means. We are to show them that we love them. Our commandment is to Love one another as I have loved you. Not just the household of the faithful, but we're to love the world. Yes, we love each other. We should love each other. We should be able to bear our souls to each other. That's what he tells us to do. We should have such a tight relationship that we are able to bear our souls to one another. We don't. For several reasons. First one's fear. We're afraid that if we tell somebody what's really bothering us and deep down struggling with, they'll laugh at us or either they will tell other people. And they're afraid that that, that once it's out, people will shun them or people will treat them different. And that's not biblical. That is not biblical at all. We're to bear their burdens. We're to laugh with our brothers and sisters. We're to cry with our brothers and sisters. We're to walk with them. We're to walk with them with each other. We are to lift each other up. We're to encourage each other. It's not our job to build it, to break each other down and criticize. All you got to do is walk out the door. You can get that. We're supposed to be different. Remember, he tells us that we are a peculiar people. Well, he got the peculiar part right. But we are. We're peculiar. We're to be different. Do people see you different? Do they see you in a different light than they do everybody else? If not, why? Because we are different. We don't live here. This is not our home. We are ambassadors for Christ. We're traveling through. Our home is not here. It's there. This verse allows for no other path for salvation apart from Jesus Christ. This verse assures that judgment will come from which many will not escape. The only way to escape judgment is to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Period. That's it. If you don't want to do that, if you don't want to accept him as your Lord and Savior, then the judgment is yours, my brother or my sister. And you're going to get what you deserve because we serve a just just God. The reason that we who are saved will not have to face judgment is because of mercy and grace. Not because we earned anything. We're useless. He He tells us that our best works is like filthy rags. Our best is like a filthy rag. I'm not going into that. Research it yourself. It's bad. God has called us to salvation. We've accepted that call. We've been we need to read our Bible. We cannot forsake the Word of God. That's where the power's at. And we need to take what we read and apply it to our lives. And if you get hung up in a verse, keep reading it or either. Read on past it, and then come back to it. But what we like to do, and especially prevalent today, when you're trying to make a point with somebody, we cherry pick the Bible. They're coming out with a, with a Bible designed for cherry pickers. It is. It's called His Holy Cherry Pickers. And it's broke down in sections. I'm going to make this argument. Boom. Go to Cherry Pickers chapter 17 verse 35. And you can use it. Because they don't put context in it. There's a lot of people that use a lot of things and twist the word of God. We who are His children, who read His word would pick up on that real fast. Now, that's not exactly what it says. That might be exactly what it, but that's not what it meant. You've got to put it in context. He was talking about this, this, and this. People don't like to have their cherry-picked verses put in context because it destroys the point that they're trying to make, which was a bad point to start with. The Word is God-breathed. And this is just... Verse 3, verse 4 said, God also bearing them witness both with signs and wonders and miracles and gifts of the Holy Ghost according to His own will. There's a lot of controversy today, depending on which denomination you're in, about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Any gift that you get from the Holy Spirit... It's for one purpose and one purpose only. That's to bring glory to God and advance the kingdom. That's it. And if you read the rules or the way these gifts are supposed to operate, um, some people will tell you that you have never really been baptized in the Holy Spirit until you speak in tongue. I've only spoken tongue one time. It shocked me so bad, I, I scared me. I'd never heard myself speak like that. I don't even know what I said but with that being said I can tell you the Lord has used me for a lot of things the Lord has allowed me to pray with people and they get healed the Lord has used me to lay hands on an individual and that person get up out of bed and take off that's the Lord I'm not a healer The Lord used me at that moment for His kingdom and His glory. Come to find out later on, uh, it was in Nicaragua on my first trip, that whole village came to the Lord. Had nothing to do with me. It was all Jesus Christ. They just needed to see a sign and they all changed. That village is still on fire for the Lord. God will use you when you're available. For his purpose and not yours. This church has a has a reputation of, of praying and people being healed. I'm going to try to get us over the next few months to focus the same prayer and praying power that we use for healing, for salvation. That we start praying for people to be saved by name. And then watch them. Come to Christ wherever they are in the world. Watch them come to Christ. See, that's a powerful prayer of healing because you saved their life. You called them out of the pits of hell and now they have salvation and they have a future in heaven. That's it. This is, this is the gospel. Purest form, the gospel. So today, I'm going to leave you with some questions. Where is your escape? Don't forsake. Or do you forsake the reading of the word? Do you forsake sharing God's blessings with others? Whether it's opening the door for somebody going into the gas station. Whether it's smiling at somebody who probably hasn't been smiled at in months. Whether it's seeing somebody struggling walk up and offer them a hug and a prayer. You know, God gave us all these senses. These five senses. To use. To use. We can see. We can smell. We can taste. We can hear. We can feel. How long has it been Since somebody hugged you. If you've been here on a regular basis about maybe three days, they hug you on Wednesday, they hug you on Sunday. That's fine. But how long has it been for some, there's people out there that are longing for somebody to wrap their arm around them and tell them they're doing a great job. Whether they are or not, they need that encouragement. Because all they're getting, for a lot of people, all they're getting is go, get away. You're, get away you know you're just the old, you're just the old junkie you're just an old drug addict you're an old alcoholic just get away you stink well the drug addicts and the alcoholics and the, and, and the junkies and whatever you want to call them that might be somebody's dad might be somebody's brother or sister It might be somebody's mom might be somebody's daughter or son. Might be a cousin, a nephew, a niece. Just might be a human being. You know, all of us are made in the image of God. All of us. And there's no such thing on the face of this earth as a worthless human being. Their actions may be worthless, but they're made in the image of God. And we are called to show compassion and love them. Even though they may be different than us. Even though they may speak a different language. Even though they may smell different than us. I love you is a universal sign. A smile will break the peace and a hug. Everybody in the world knows what a hug is. Everybody. I have yet to be to a country where people didn't hug each other. Why is that? Because they got that. Same essence of God. Every human being does. Each human being was born with a body, a mind, and a soul. The three essences of man correspond with the three essences of God. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. When we die, our soul wings its way to either heaven or hell. And it is the eternal part of us. Science can't understand it because it can't see it. We know it's there because if you've ever seen people pass away, those who know the Lord tend to pass away very peaceful. Those who do not fight and struggle and scream right up to the last breath. And to me, it has to be their soul is seeing something that we can't. The choice is yours. Where do they escape? Do we have compassion on those who don't know? The world is upside down today because we, as a church, have been ineffective. We have been what's called... um, Oh, Lord, the word just left my mind. We've been ineffective because we don't care. We've just been sitting by, oh, so-and-so else could take care of that. Um, it's not my job, not my calling. Uh, that's the quote, the religious quote of the week. Pastor, that's great, but that's not my calling. Some of you ain't heard Jesus talk to you ever. How do you know what your calling is? Some of us, we do a lot of praying and we do a lot of talking to Jesus, but we don't do a whole lot of listening to Jesus. Paul tells us pray and then be quiet and listen. My countenance is soft. And if you're hard headed like me, you've got to find a place that's real quiet. And you've got to focus, because otherwise your mind will want to wander. You've got to rope it and drag it in. And the Lord will definitely talk to you. I have not heard him in an audible voice. However, I have heard him loud and clear on my heart. It becomes a peace. It becomes a peace. So the question that I leave you is, do you have that peace? Is Satan bothering you today? Because if he's not, you're no threat to his kingdom. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, I love you and I thank you for this day. And Lord, I ask you to bless each soul that's here. Lord, let no one leave this building without having been made right with you today. Lord, we ask you to bless each one as they travel home. Lord, keep them safe. Bring them back this week, Wednesday and and Friday and Saturday for Bible school. Bring them back Sunday, Lord, so that we can worship you. And let us take this whole week, Lord, this whole week, and love one another. Even those who are not of the household of the faithful. Lord, I love you. In Jesus' name I pray.